welcome to Upbringing. We're Hannah and Kelty, twins, mothers, and works in progress. Upbringing is a movement that empowers us all to engage bravely with the hardest aspects of parenting, to create positive change in ourselves, our families, and the world. Join us to build intention, elevate skills, and align our parenting practices with our greatest ideals. When we practice trust over fear, connection over control, and progress over perfection, we're not just raising our kids, we're raising ourselves. Let's show up and grow up. Today's episode is supported by Daughter of the Land, a skincare line defined by simplicity, authenticity, and purpose. Founder Ashley Spear has created meaningful products using clean, organic, fair trade ingredients and created with sustainability in mind. We're also kind of label snobs, and Daughter (laughs) of the Land is so damn beautiful. Yes. Learn more about Daughter of the Land and support Upbringing by visiting today's show notes or our partners page at upbringing.co. Now, on to our empowerment. Happy Friday, kids. Welcome to Upbringing's Empowerment Series and our first Dear Upbringing. We grabbed some beverages, sat down, and recorded this video that's now up on our site as well as YouTube. Yeah, the audio from that happy hour is what you'll be hearing here today. Who knew that we could talk 40 minutes about <laughs> toothbrushing, but hopefully you'll hear something well, I, that resonates. I knew this is a huge topic because it goes so far beyond clean or dirty teeth. Mm. And we're going to talk about it all. All the ways that you can work to instill the value and get cleaner teeth without having to resort to control, which is no fun for anybody. Totally. We will talk also about ways to feel empowered in these tough hygiene situations. And we'll give some ideas on how we can collaborate and stay close with our kids, build their skills, all the while respecting their bodies as their own. Anyway, we hope you enjoy it as much as we did. Here we go. That was good. I like that. Um, I think we're good. Okay. So, welcome to the empowerment episodes, to upbringing, to us. I'm Hannah. I'm Kelty. Um, This is going to be our first Dear Upbringing today, where we Mm -hmm. talk about someone's challenge and uh, get into it a little bit. We're going to try and make this snappy. We know you're busy. We're trying. We're whittling it down, cutting it down. (sighs) Practicing these our these talk. challenges are really complicated, and we care about them a lot. Um, but yeah, time is precious, so we're gonna get going here. Yeah. So um, we believe the hard stuff's the good stuff. Yeah. We're here to talk about these issues, and not just find a silver lining, but talk about ways to really lean in and see them as opportunities for growth, mm-hmm. both our kids, both us. Um, and we like talking about these tough behaviors, mm-hmm. behaviors our children exhibit behaviors we may be exhibiting alongside them. Absolutely. Um, it's all kind of connected. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. So what are we talking about today? Let's elevate. Yes. Everybody. We hear today from a parent who is having some hygiene issues with their two-year-old. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to read the letter. Mm-hmm. Dear upbringing, sometimes my two-year-old lets me brush his teeth. Sometimes he sucks the toothpaste off and chews his toothbrush and, quote, does it himself. But sometimes he is too busy playing and says no, and or refuses to even enter the bathroom. I tried promising more books before bed and have occasionally threatened skipping reading books altogether if he wouldn't brush or let me do it for him. But when he's like this, he doesn't seem to care. So a few times a week when I feel that it has been too long since they have gotten a good scrubbing, I lay him on the bed and sit on top of him and he screams and I really get in there. It doesn't feel good 
but I want him to develop good habits around this stuff. But how the F do you brush a toddler's teeth? But really, how do you guys brush teeth? Not signed, but awesome. So do we know, we don't know, uh, it's just a parent. A parent, a parent, okay. Yeah. Man, do we feel you on this one. I feel like this is a universal issue. Sure. I mean, not just toothbrushing, but hygiene. So universal. I haven't Hi- lost in like Hi- two Hi- weeks. <laughs> <laughs> in general, I was wondering. It's a good thing you have some lime there. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you know, brushing hair, <clears throat> getting in the shower, mm. you know, putting shoes. I mean, any kind of um, soaping up your parts. Yeah. All the stuff. Any of that stuff yeah. where it's like, it's this process of us helping them completely to then like us like, you know, needing to let go and them needing to take it on. It's Mm -hmm. so frustrating. Um, I've been having some struggles with my son. He's Mm -hmm. almost three where he will go around the time of toothbrushing, literally go and like hide. He'll disappear and I'll hide. Where's (laughs) Asla? But of course his hiding yet is like, he just like has his hands over his eyes, like on it, like all curled up. It's so cute. But the good news is his hiding skills and his hygiene skills Mm. will both be improving as he gets older. Right, but it takes time. It takes time. And that's time. what we want to be talking about yeah. here, for another, sure. Another yeah. kind of, like, thing going into this that I think about is, like, wow. So many of these important transitions um, or important activities happen mm-hmm. during transitional times. Mm-hmm. Like, um, morning when you're trying to get out the yeah. door. <laughs> or mm-hmm. nighttime when you're trying to get to bed. And you're kind of, kids are grouchy <clears throat> and, and, and sleepy. And you're grouchy and, you're, yeah. and sleepy. And so yeah. it just makes it extra hard. Yeah. So it's, totally it's just two minutes, but those two minutes can really fuck up your day like to start out the day that way or to end the day with mm-hmm. like such a tough time. So totally. absolutely get that too. I feel like it's also such a pressure and responsibility where it's like, we have this, mm-hmm. this feeling like we need to help them to have healthy teeth, to have healthy habits to understand the value behind all of these things. Mm-hmm. And we have to answer their dentist. Like if we don't get shit done there's for some them, there's element of pressure there. Yeah, mm-hmm. then then we have to speak to the dentist and they go through pain. Like it's a really big responsibility. My dentist is really scary. Is he? Yes. Yeah. I feel like a lot of dentists are kind of scary in yeah. that way. Like they wear like the fun scrubs, but they're really actually totally. hardcore. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, okay. This is good because... We like to take any challenge, any struggle, and start it off with this is good because. This is good because you that this person brought it to the table, mm-hmm. wants to work on it, has that ding-ding in the back of their minds. This doesn't feel great. Maybe this could be improved. Um, so much can be improved about it, though. Like, what, what are some things, Kel? Yeah, I think... Um, this is all about growing. So what all the things we're going to talk about are ways that you can be more connected to your kid, ways that you can have more fun with your kid mm-hmm. during this thing that's been like not fun, um, ways that you can be thinking about them kind of going into the world as a person who is, you know, trim nails, decent hair, not too smelly, good breath, all that good stuff, goals. Mm. Um what else? Yeah, it's, it's these challenges are good for um, all of those reasons, and we're going to go through some ways to move through those in a way that promotes that connection, promotes the, their skill building and your skill building, all their collaborative kind of skills yeah. and things. Instead of having to control and not feel that. that great about it, all of these are <clears throat> always about how can we trust instead of control? What can we do? What does trust mean? What does it involve? And that's kind of the four powers that we talk about. And if you haven't watched that episode or listened to that episode, um, I think it's our first empowerment episode where Mm -hmm. we go through our four powers, which is basically four ways we can approach a situation instead of controlling. So other ways to do, to do, to get shit done. Um, Respect, connect, 
Innovate. Innovate, which used to be solve. So that's why I paused there because I was mm-hmm. like, shit, what did we call it now? Yeah. <laughs> Innovate and trust. We're just going to keep changing stuff up every time. We're, so we're, this is our still. process. We are developing. So those are the four powers. That's how we're going to run through this problem today mm-hmm. using those things. Um, what else? Insights and considerations. Mm. Some insights. Mm-hmm. It just age-wise, just things to be thinking about with this, with this little guy. Um, it's a big time for kind of resistance in general Mm -hmm. and it's not just like average and common it's like very developmentally appropriate and important if he weren't pushing back and resisting and saying wanting to do it himself Mm -hmm. or saying no that would be worrisome absolutely so just hearing that that feels really good right kids that age are individuating they've been your little baby and they've been like really they're in their minds they've been part of you and then at this age they're starting to months yeah they're starting to to pull away and to assert Mm -hmm. themselves and to realize oh my god i'm my own independent unique person i have control i can wield this control Mm -hmm. and that's all very healthy and very great and also a big pain in the ass yeah another consideration Dentists say that we should be supporting our kids in their toothbrushing up to age eight, which is something for a really long time. <laughs> um, but our problem with that is like, what the fuck does support look like? Mm-hmm. It's like this parent writing in is trying to support <clears throat> their mm-hmm. kid by um, trying to do it themselves letting him do it himself, and then just kind of getting it done because they're worried. Is that what supporting looks like? Mm -hmm. So that's just something going on, too. Yeah. Also, we always talk about, as far as development goes, the physical and emotional readiness. So, you know, just because um, maybe your son can kind of get in there and do stuff doesn't mean that he's going to do it all the time. Doesn't mean Mm -hmm. he's going to be emotionally ready to do it. Doesn't mean he's going to want to do it, all of those types of things. And so our job is to just continue that push-pull, push-pull. They do it, we do it, they do it, we do it, they do it, we do it. And this is one of those situations where our support is necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Also sort of research-based is talking about the fact that the parent kind of said that they were trying to offer some incentives mm. and um, mm. disincentives or punishments and rewards yeah, around positive and negative thing. reinforcement. Reinforcement, whatever yeah. that is. Um, but research shows that using positive and negative reinforcement can end up actually undermining the skill building around mm-hmm. whatever the thing is. Even though it, we all have leaned on it, it sure. seems so common. Well, then it so can be like, sense. it can sometimes be effective in the short term, but especially in the long term, it can really like prevent them from learning how to brush their teeth, establishing the habit of brushing their Mm -hmm. teeth, and then continuing with the value uh, and understanding of the importance of it. So we want to be really careful. I think it's so easy to want to be like, fuck, I need to get shit done. Mm -hmm. These teeth need to be brushed. I've got to do it. So it seems a lot more respectful to offer positive and negative reinforcement or incentives or punishments or whatever instead of forcing it and holding Mm -hmm. him down. But this, as this mom has seen, or or person or dad... As this person seen, um, that it can still it doesn't always work. So he's the the child is already saying no, um, mm-hmm. and then she's or the person's still having to follow through um, with some force. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a really <clears throat> tough situation, and yeah. we, I think we just immediately lean on these these um, kind of knee jerk, you know, uh, like typical conventional wisdom based stuff. But it's of not like, even just the know. positive negative reinforcement. It's just 
either being permissive and just being like, okay, he did a crappy job himself. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to let it go, even though I know that wasn't great. Or I'm going to go to the other side mm-hmm. and kind of overdo it, maybe. Well, um, and that's the ping pong that we go through as, as parents so easily, right. which is, you know, I want to be respectful, but then I start feeling like they're walking all over me and fuck that, and I'm going to have to take control. And so it's kind of you go to these both extremes and... What I think we're talking about is that middle way and Mm -hmm. saying, no, using these four powers of ours or whatever powers you end up deciding to use, there are other ways to go about getting compliance, building skills, Mm -hmm. building connection, all of that stuff. Yeah. So let's dive into the first step. Okay. Respect. Respect. What do we, uh, what do you want to say about respect? This sets the scene. (sighs) This is, this is our primer. This is our, this is more about mindset and approach and considerations than it is about things to say or necessarily things to do. Mm -hmm. It's more about getting yourself ready to engage respectfully. Mm -hmm. When we think of of respect as channeling the role of an advocate. So we're the advocate of our family. We need to see the needs of everybody those needs of everybody are really unique. My needs are different than my kids' needs. My kids' needs are different than their and siblings' skills, needs. And agendas. And skills and all of those things. Um, also, as an advocate, it's the idea of being like, of looking at behavior and needs and being like, I'm going to look under this behavior for the root cause of the needs. You're wanting to find out. You're wanting to understand. And, um, and really the base of this respect step is, begins with the acknowledgement mm-hmm. that you do not own your child <clears throat> that they that your child is not you or mm-hmm. is not us, mm-hmm. and that um, they're deserving of respect around their feelings, their experience, their and their bodies, stuff, their bodies their... as um, <clears throat> as a separate person. And that doesn't mean that we're not in charge. As the advocate, we're responsible. Mm-hmm. We need to be setting clear limits and boundaries and communicating those um, mm-hmm. efficiently and respectfully. Yeah. But ultimately, with the the idea. And the, the acknowledgement that they are their own person and we need to work with that, not against it. Right. Yeah. So I think that this step, respect step in this case, is a lot about just figuring out how to feel comfortable in your conviction mm-hmm. in whatever you're choosing. So that, that comes with asking why. Why is this so important? What about this is important? And the way we see it in this case is there are three things at play. One is to get like dental health. health. The, the health of, of your kid, <coughs> so of, of his teeth, just as a totally separate thing. And it seems like this parent just really feels like every now and then it just yeah. needs a good <clears throat> scrubbing, like it has to happen. Mm-hmm. So that might be one of the priorities for this parent. Um, another thing at play, consideration consideration right? at play is habit. Mm-hmm. So just wanting the, the, the skill to be there mm-hmm. consistently and be building a habit into adulthood, mm-hmm. right? And then the third thing at play is the value around it. So we like to think about that meaning um, just a deeper understanding of why it's important and um, an enjoyment of it um, Mm -hmm. and maybe and hopefully an inner motivation, you know, to want to do it. Yeah, that it's internalized basically as a value. So those those are the three things at play. And I think that everybody probably whether consciously or subconsciously, has some sort of prioritization right. well, within those three. Right, that it's like, it's yeah. not just you know that it's healthy to do it. It's not just that they know how to do it through habit, but it's that they know why to do it and want to do that, right? It is. I just think it's funny. You're saying one, two, and three, and that's not enough. You have to use fingers too. And then you also point to those fingers <laughs> as you're doing I want to be clear. Okay, I like it. Yeah, I'm going to point a finger at you okay. right now. Anyway... Um, we're going to keep this. Where were we? (laughs) Um, okay. 
respect step just like generally is requiring as far as we think a belief that our kids can work on that value part of it Mm -hmm. and and prioritization for us looks like value at the top then habits then clean teeth. What They're are we going to fall out anyway? Right, but I think that <laughs> no. it's really easy for us to think, well, I have to focus on and prioritize the habit, or I have to prioritize and focus on like this person is getting those teeth clean for health mm-hmm. as often as I need to. Um, the worry that we have with this though is, what is that doing to the value? It, are, th- are those prioritizations? Let's talk about the value. What's, our, what's our value for our kids in terms of general hygiene or specifically <clears throat> around toothbrushing? That they under the, the, well that they understand the health repercussions. Right, that we want they, them to think <clears throat> these are the only teeth that we're gonna have. Mm-hmm. We want them to think it costs a lot of money when you have to take care of teeth. It can be them, really uncomfortable and painful. Right, we want them to think, man, it feels good with fresh teeth mm-hmm. after I brush them. That feels so good. Yeah, it it makes other people more comfortable around me. Right, I don't have disgusting kitty gross breath. shit in right. my. Yeah. Um, what else? What value wise? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, you just look good when mm-hmm. your teeth are clean, when they're white, when they're mm-hmm. sparkly. So a good vanity value in there. Sure. Sure. But those are all kind of the, the values and the reasons behind it, but those are theirs to <clears throat> cultivate. But the worry here is that we're prioritizing these the health, the health and the habit over the value with the hopes that it, they will lead to the value. But mm-hmm. what we worry is that the value is actually going to be delayed and undermined right. um, if we like have to control the health and the habit. Right. Yeah. So one last thing about while you're respecting that you can actually do is prepare a little bit, Mm -hmm. Um, which is thinking about like when do you want to give not like a warning, but kind of like a timing thing, just preparing them, Mm -hmm. explaining why toothbrushing is important if you haven't done that yet. Um, Creating a dialogue around it, a respectful dialogue so that they know what's going on with their body Mm -hmm. Um, and why and why Mm -hmm. and that you realize it's sensitive the times that you need to get in there and help them because you we want them to be cultivating a sense of you know awareness about their own body versus other people's and what consent means and all these other things but I think it's so easy when we forget to respect that we just think well I know why toothbrushing is so important my two-year-old doesn't need to know and I'll show them I'll show them how important it is by helping them do these things a two-year-old is absolutely old enough to but that's part of for you to talk to that's part of the respect step is saying I this kid deserves to understand and to know and to be told and to be communicated to respectfully about Mm -hmm. it so let's build a narrative around this let's talk about it not over talk but like let's share with this this person you wait we had one last thing to say the big picture oh well yeah, you kind of cover that well the big picture idea well, whatever is, okay. is that they're a valued member of the family mm-hmm. and it also raises the potential for cooperation mm-hmm. in a really big way if they think i'm part of this plan and i'm not being victimized worth, by I'm some agenda being told how why this is happening yeah. and how this is going to happen they're not only more likely to cooperate mm-hmm. but they'll feel a sense of belonging and support around them as a separate person, learning about their own body and Especially all the weirdness around when it. They're in it's a, weird. Putting something in your mouth like that that you're not eating, it's just weird. It's gross. It's totally kind of weird. Gross. Yeah. Let's do connect. Okay. Okay. Connect. The idea of connect is that we love our children. We care mm-hmm. about them. We want them to feel a sense of trust and safety um, with tough challenges and big feelings. Um, and that we're there next to them to help Mm co-regulate, to help describe and identify their feelings, to just help build emotional intelligence and build our bond. Mm -hmm. That's the idea of connect. And then as far as getting shit done, it is like the most important thing in terms of 
getting to the thing that you want, building mm-hmm. the skills that you want, you got to connect to, to well, start think that of, think conversation. Think of any of us, if we, you know, want to do anything, we have to get buy-in from another person. Mm-hmm. We have to show them, oh, we care about you. We, we like you. We love you. I'm interested in what you're doing mm-hmm. and your experience. We have to um, inspire a little bit. We do. Yeah. Um, so that's what Connect is about. We channel the kind of role that we ch- channel in this is the empath. So we're listening non-judgmentally. We're seeking to understand. So this is happening maybe when he's saying, no, I don't want to, mm -hmm. I'm not ready, or whatever it is. We're welcoming all emotions. We're, Mm -hmm. you know, looking at his needs instead of just his behavior. So we're describing what we see and what he might be going through. So this is when we're, you know, seeing our kid and they're like, no, I'm playing with these toys. I don't want to go into the bathroom. This is when we're like, oh, shit. So I've respected him by telling him all of these things. Mm -hmm. And now I need to be connecting with him to elicit his cooperation and make it way more likely that he's going to join me in the bathroom with that toothbrush yeah and that, that's a big range depending on your kid's age and mm-hmm. the type of kid you have we connect mm-hmm. very differently to our kids based mm-hmm. on their needs yeah. about this. I mean mine I can say it's time to do toothbrushing shall we head into the bathroom mm-hmm. oftentimes and, and if I and they'll just toddle into the bathroom sometimes most of the time they do I think um, and if I say it's time to brush teeth even that cheerfully I get no like mm-hmm. immediately it's a like, challenge they might yeah. they might have just heard my tone and, and, and it's mm-hmm. like it becomes a standoff. So what we're needing to show them with um, with connect, just like with respect and with the future steps we're going to talk mm-hmm. about, is that we're side by side with them, that we don't need to get into a power struggle about anything, that even though we're in charge, we value them as a human and we know we can work mm-hmm. through these things together because getting their teeth brushed involves them and it involves us. So we've got to work together. Mm-hmm. So some ideas for ways to connect is I would probably go over to my child and Instead of yelling physical across proximity. the room, physical proximity <laughs> definitely helps. I'd get down on the floor with him, be like, what are you doing? And show interest in what he's doing. Get mm-hmm. buy-in, get this feeling of like, it's not me against you. We're in this together. What are you up to? What are you mm-hmm. working on It takes on here? some subtlety. So many, and it takes a little time, too. Yeah. We kind of forgot about that with respect. That's also about planning in time. Mm-hmm. Um, for this to maybe take a little longer. It's not just two minutes toothbrushing, actually. Yeah, but I think a that longer. it is such a fixed task and mm-hmm. such a fixed, like, routine time in most people's families. It's like a marching <laughs> orders, like, time to go do that. we got to mm-hmm. walk in as opposed to any other, like, actual event in their day. Yeah. Is, there's more flexibility around it. Sometimes lunch is... 12 minutes, sometimes it's 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a very rigid expectation that we're putting on our kids and on ourselves. Mm-hmm. So we got to loosen up a little bit, get a little bit flexible mm-hmm. and focus and prioritize connection before any shit is going to happen. So Agreed. getting close, engaging in what they're doing, being interested, being curious. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we mention, you know, and we communicate information, that's another part of connect is that we mm-hmm. lovingly communicate a boundary or whatever that we've set up before with respect. Mm-hmm. We say, you know, it's 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 six o'clock. This is um, what time? What do we do at six o'clock? You know, and oh, it's it's toothbrushing. Or I was time, thinking, so once all out. these trucks get into there, right. whatever, we'll, we'll head into the bathroom together. Yeah. And right, so that's also phrasing it in a, in a way that isn't like it's time to do this. See, I can do I do that because my kids are, do, go a little bit more mm-hmm. easily. They're a little more flexible, but I sometimes not even nuanced. saying. Yeah, but you know, or say, or, we, or tuck it in, or I tuck it into. Right. And then we'll do some teeth brushing before books. What's the book we want to do? And I just kind of fold it into mm-hmm. to what's you, happening or next. Or you basically do an invitation. You know, how about we crawl into the bathroom like yeah, bears or, or whatever. Kind of more. But even just but in that moment, yeah. it's it's basically inviting them with information to begin this transition. Or often we say, 
I'm going to go brush my teeth. Come on, let's yeah. go. Come but whatever me. it is, it's yeah. a respectful invitation after you've connected with them a little bit, which then allows your the son to be like, I don't want to or I'm not going to. Um, At which time you will acknowledge, sounds like yeah, you're we still kind of into your, yeah. yeah, we kind of, it sounds like you're into your playing a little bit more. Maybe we, should we do a couple more minutes and we'll go? Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, you, you know, you, it sounds like you really don't want to go. I know tooth brushing is this, but mm-hmm. just reflect and empathize with whatever they're going to say um, so that they know that they, they're heard, that even though they're probably going to still go into the bathroom with you and brush teeth, that they're just feeling angsty about it. And just, it, it's amazing the power of connection when you just acknowledge what they oh say. Gosh. That can literally make them feel like... The number of days oh. that my daughter says, I'm not going to school today. Mm-hmm. I'm just not going. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stay home. I'm going to, I'll come with you to work. I'll whatever. Yeah. And, just and I'm not going to talk her out of it. it. Yeah. yeah. Just say yeah. like, yeah, it sounds like you don't really want to go to school. Are you going to do that project again? That whatever, or... It was was so and so at school yesterday or whatever it is, and multiple times she says it in the morning. By the yeah. end, she just goes along with yeah. whatever it was because yeah, good for you. That whatever. doesn't always it happen. doesn't always work but, either. But that's the amazing thing with control or control with not controlling and connecting is sometimes it can work. Sometimes all they needed was just a, you to hear them and see them as real people mm-hmm. and seek to understand. And then you say, "All right, let's go," and and they go with you. Yeah. Sometimes they don't. And it's like, it's an important step know. too because it's just helping them hear what their feelings are, helping mm-hmm. them learn respectful connection in, in, in a way when things need to get done. So, you know, if they're, if orders are being barked at them, our kids are going to learn that that's how you connect to a people. person. Right. Yeah. Cause there, um, there are very many ways to connect, but totally. what we want to do is connect that way. Right. Yeah. I feel um, like this is like the connect one is kind of the shorter step a little bit in, in the process. Mm-hmm. Um, but that leads us to, so let's say connect, you know, didn't quite get through enough to, to make them willingly walk to the bathroom with us. Mm-hmm. What would we do then? We would move on to our next step. Yeah. Innovate. innovate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So innovate is, yeah. yeah, the idea that anything is workoutable, mm-hmm. that these problems do not have to be stumbling blocks. They don't have to be, you know, limiting obstacles, and obstacles yeah. that anything we can move through together. It doesn't have to be a problem that forces us to control with rewards or punishments mm-hmm. or um, other stuff that's, you know, force that's going to make us feel like guilty shit later yeah, or going to push us away from our kid. This is the fun step where we yeah. can channel what we call the creative Mm-hmm. And it used to be solve channeling the secret. That's the last Whatever, time we're going to mention this. Yeah, this is the fun step, and uh, often gets kind of skipped. Mm-hmm. And often, when connecting doesn't go the way we want, we have a pretty low tolerance for innovating, which is basically coming up with creative ways to make this happen or to, to make, make this positive, to 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 mm-hmm. elicit to cooperation forward. and move mm-hmm. forward. Yeah, yeah. So this is all about curiosity. It's about silliness. It's about um, problem solving. Problem solving around around. It's about the collaboration. Scenes. Again, it's another way of looking mm-hmm. at our relationship with our kid as side by side, and it doesn't have to be us against them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was like that with respect, where we see them as a whole person with their own needs. It happened with connect, where mm-hmm. we see our uh, we want to see their feelings mm-hmm. and understand them, so that they can feel like they want to understand us. Mm-hmm. You know, and now we're at Innovate where we want to work with them so that they want to work with us. Um, yeah. So this is the yeah. big one. We have a lot of examples we and do. ideas for this. And oh, there's so, there's many, so many more. Yeah. Um, what does that kind of look like? Well, what are some ideas? I think part of Innovate is to be to be thinking about, especially with a two-year-old who is having, you know, um, 
such developmental leaps with his independence and his desire to resist and do things himself, giving him as much agency as possible in something like Mm -hmm. this when you have this agenda is a really great thing. So letting him choose his toothbrush, letting him choose... um, uh, like if he does it before or after something, whatever well, you're willing to allow a choice. In terms of like, do, should we run there or hop there? Mm-hmm. Should we like, especially when you're trying to get to the bathroom, start with choices. Should we do it now or after the truck goes through this really cool thing? Mm-hmm. Should we, you know, just right. give it because do they, you want to do? Love a, that do you want to brush teeth with Papa or with me? Mm-hmm. You know, any kind of agency makes them be, feel like I can do this. I can engage with this because I get a choice. Yeah. I have a, a well, feeling. handed a gift <clears throat> of something to, to well, grab onto. And this feeling of two at a, as a two-year-old that their in, it, internal locus of control is that, that idea of feeling that they can be optimistic in the world because they have a sense of agency and a sense of control. Mm-hmm. We want to be working with that, not against it as much as possible. So anything we can give this little guy mm-hmm. as far as control is a really healthy thing and will go a long way um mm-hmm. you know with his um cooperation yeah, maybe you have two toothbrushes yeah. for him and then he and gets, then to, choose he gets to choose one whatever yeah. it is um, what about fun fun stuff yes um oh my we gosh use the raffi yeah. song the brush your teeth well, i get stuck in my head don't sing it yeah stop um there's um a uh podcast called chompers that has like two minute um, stories, so it's as long as the one, and they can so you'd choose. be like, "What's going to happen on the Chompers story? Let's mm-hmm. go check it out." And um, even there. just like the way we interact, like with them about like, I, "What food am I going to find in there? I see an apple, I see a whatever, or yeah. you know, get crazy and be like, "I'm looking for dinosaurs in there. What do you think? Like, mm-hmm. just whatever you know, your kid. We all know our kids best. So, mm-hmm. what would make our kids? And it can be fun stuff getting to there too, as mm-hmm. well as challenges. Like, should we should we race there? Should we each mm-hmm. be an animal? Like, can I? I, my can I, I know, we do a lot of like upside down. Upside carrying down. Can I carry you upside down by your ankles in there? Can we do ten jumping jacks? Be careful in the doorways uh-huh. on that. <laughs> and then ten jumping jacks, and then run into the bathroom and do two whatever. Or like, ride ride Papa like a bear in there. Mm-hmm. Or what animal should he be? And you can ride. But it's in. saying like we're a team. We can collaborate together. This is supposed to be fun. This is supposed to be fun. Yeah. We want this to be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Uh, just doing it with them generally, mm-hmm. like inviting them. Like we said earlier, I'm going to go brush my teeth. Do you want to do it? Just mm-hmm. the interactive, like you brush my teeth for a little bit. I'll brush your teeth for a little bit. Mm-hmm. What else? And that gives them agency too, that they get to do it. It's not all mm-hmm. happening to them. Um, um, location is one too. Mm-hmm. Does it have to be in the bathroom? We're trying to build, build this value and this yeah. thing. Ultimately, it will be 98% of the time but, within a bathroom the, the, for but this. But the habit your, of what we're right. trying to build is the toothbrushing itself. Right. So can it be somewhere else? Can it be with a bowl at the kitchen table and they spit in the bowl? Or be can outside it be in the on summer? the patio looking for yeah. birds while you brush teeth? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, stuff like that. And then also, we were thinking about this earlier, which is yeah. such a big one that's this never occurred to us. Out, this but... might totally freak people out. So, okay, if we really want... The, the teeth brushed. Right. And that's like kind of our primary thing, which this parent really seems like yeah, the, they the, want the teeth that. need to get brushed over the habit. Right. Why not offer it more times during the day than these two times? Mm-hmm. Why not be offering it like at two o'clock on a Saturday? When they would maybe feel when they, more when they might less tired, feel good. less cranky, right. less about to have a separation with you for right. work and bedtime. Because there there is yeah. a difference between habit and routine. Habit is that the teeth get brushed every day, but the routine mm-hmm. is more... It's five o'clock. He so maybe start dinner. with the habit, and then eventually you get to the routine once the yeah. habit's established. Yeah. Especially if there's some resistance around it, like sometimes you have to bend for a week or two, 
and make it way more fun or mix it up or whatever mm-hmm. it is and then try putting the regular but, routine but back that's on. that's the idea behind Innovate is that we're thinking flexibly. We're, we're trying not to feel rigid in these things and mm-hmm. we're asking why. What can we do instead? How can we problem solve this? Yeah. How can we um, kind of trick our way into these into these um building these habits yeah. and stuff. We've also used like natural enticements. Mm-hmm. So not a reward being like, if you brush your teeth, then you get a hot right. cocoa or um, you get to go to the park tomorrow or right. something totally um, non- Inconsequential. Yeah, you know, not, not natural, connected. Not yeah. connected. Um, but certain things like, okay, so how about this? We go pick out the books and we bring the books in to the to the bathroom while we're brushing teeth, or let's pick those out first, or mm-hmm. just finding just, some way to connect the thread a little bit of what's we call next it like and what the they look forward to, and folding it into the situation <clears throat> there, right. and nothing out of the, what you would normally do, but just helping them see is like it's not this be all end all toothbrushing, and God knows what happens after. It's like this is part of the evening, mm-hmm. you know, starting a routine chart or doing something like that, where a two year old can definitely be like they can draw and color the chart and put it on the fridge. Mm-hmm. Um, can definitely help too so that they can just see this is part of the normal progression. There are things after this, there are things before this, Mm -hmm. it's gonna be okay. But big picture, this step is about making it fun, making it a partnership, building good vibes around this thing that we really want them to cultivate, right? We want them to have good feelings about it. We want it to feel light and and fun. And I think beyond that, just the idea of innovating with our kids tells them that any kind of time you feel like resistant and you don't wanna do something or you feel angry at a person or whatever it is, it can you can always get to that other side. Because right now, you know. we're the, vo- the inner voice for our kids. So mm-hmm. hopefully one day that voice will be there and he'll be able to talk himself into cleaning out his garage right. or Here's taking some, a shower at midnight because he knows it'll feel good because he just right. has a clean And he puts bed. on his podcast and he figures out ways to get shit done when he doesn't really feel like it. That's yeah. what we're helping them do right now. Otherwise, we worry if we use control again instead of innovate that that our kids will always be like, I need to get told to do this and controlled to do this mm-hmm. habit that's so important. So again, or innovate, they just feel bad that they didn't do it. Right. All so the time. innovate helps really create that intrinsic motivation that we really want to be instilling mm-hmm. in them. Yeah, really. Okay. What's next? Trust. So if innovate, so <sighs> we've done one respect. Of the things too. This is these are steps in order: respect, connect, innovate. But it's also like. If those didn't work. So let's say at this point he's still in the bathroom now, but saying, I don't want to do it. No. I can't do my Or I'm doing it myself and he's just kind of like holding it right there. Right. So touching back into our values. Mm -hmm. Since we think, since we personally believe that instilling the value and that deeper understanding and learning is more important than the habit and actual clean teeth at this stage. Mm -hmm. Um... We, I kind of lost my train of thought. Well, then, then you will just trust that oh, right, it's right. going to happen. Right. Him holding the toothbrush up to his lips at that point is a fucking win to me. Like my child even coming this into is the bathroom. Your, this is your opinion. We're a little different here. We are different. But yeah. so explain like that you believe that if you've done all of those steps with your kids and they still resist that the, their body doing something, mm-hmm. then you forcing a toothbrushing would undermine everything that you had just everything. tried to do and actually demotivate them to build a habit. I would be, it would health, absolutely build an aversion to mm-hmm. toothbrushing. Mm-hmm. It would put a wedge between us. No matter it how would, kindly. And so no, what I would say in this trust step is follow through lovingly. This is where the step where if all of these other things haven't resulted in some toothbrushing and allowing me to brush my kids' teeth, mm-hmm. then I would probably say, you know, we've done a little of this, we've done a little of that, it's been so fun, it's been so great, and I see some things in your teeth 
that you know I think we need to get so I'm gonna help you right now and maybe give a choice like do you want me to start on the top or the bottom or mm-hmm. whatever it is and then I, I would kind of you know make sure that like I'm kind of in a spot to support you just kind them of corner say, a little bit just nicely. a little bit and but my my children are able to to manage that and they will open their mouths and I very kindly will say let's count to ten or three and just do this as could much, never happen as much toothbrushing as I can. So this is one of those things where it's very up to you and your, like this and your kids. <laughs> um, you and your kids about what you're comfortable with and what they're comfortable with. Kelty's kids would not be comfortable with her forcing, even co- respectfully, kindly, to brush their teeth. And I'm not comfortable holding them down <clears throat> and doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, because I, it, what, are you, what are you afraid it's, it tells I, well, them? I have, I have them. A per, well, I have a personal comfort level. Everyone has their own spectrum. Mm-hmm. I will hold my kid down if I have to put medicine in their eyes. If mm-hmm. it comes to that and I've worked all the steps and they need to get this medicine. Yeah. Um, or a couple times with a nose Frida where I was like, they're not going to sleep unless we get the snot out. Right. Um, th- so that's my, that's Extreme. where I hit, hit and have to where do you that. Force. Right. And everyone has their own where you spectrum follow through based on you and your kids where yeah. I have to follow through lovingly. But, but if I did that with my kids, it would... It would be just be. It would drive a wedge between. Mm-hmm. I've I've tried situations like this before. Every well, so I so guess different. the idea though is that whether you follow through lovingly, like I do with my children, or you you just you allow the situation to be over, like mm-hmm. you do, and say, "Great, we did some amazing toothbrushing." The idea behind this last step is trust in saying, "I have done everything to not have to control. Instead, I have respected." I've connected and I've innovated with my kid. We have built skills. We have built our bond and our connection. The role that we try to channel with trust mm-hmm. is the believer. And the believer is fueled by this uh, idea that it's all going to be okay and that we've done everything that we and can. everyone's doing their best, even yeah. when it doesn't look like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that no matter how things end, like consider all the steps that went into it and know that progress is happening. And I think that's really what it is yeah. for me, especially because I'm on that far farther end of the spectrum than Mm -hmm. most people probably is that it's forced me to really lean into this idea of valuing authentic progress. Mm -hmm. So progress on my kids terms, meeting them where they are based on their speed, based on what they're going through Mm -hmm. in this moment and realizing what things are in my control and which things aren't and which things I'm willing to control and which things I'm not. Mm -hmm. And everybody is on their own spectrum with mm-hmm. that. So that's that idea with uh, with respect is getting really, the beginning here is getting really clear on what your values are, mm-hmm. why you want to do this, how important that health is. Maybe that's, you know, following through lovingly once a week. Maybe that's following through lovingly every night. Maybe that's never following through lovingly and just mm-hmm. believing and trusting that all the other things you did to build this but narrative. My no, are my working. my loving follow through isn't about putting a toothbrush in my kid's mouth. My loving follow through is doing it again modeling. the next day. Is is, is yeah. coming back the next day yeah. and trying again. It's not like when when one of my kids says no and it ends up in a thing being like no when I've tried everything. They don't walk away from that being like I cut out of that one. She mm-hmm. sucker. She lost. It's, it was a whole it's, process. They they, they think it was that no it's failure. part of the process. There was no failure for anyone because I you might didn't be feeling have the expectation. No, and I didn't add a bunch of heat and then and, and disappointed and like yeah. I surrendered something or whatever. Um, but the, the but, work isn't over for me yeah. the, or any of us. Mm-hmm. I'm constantly modeling. Modeling is a huge thing. Oh. I think I think with trust, this last step, it's really easy to be like, trust sounds 
lazy. It sounds permissive. It sounds, it sounds woo-woo and complacent. Oh, just trust just that they're going to eventually happen love toothbrushing so I don't have it's to do not. anything. And it's and it's frustrating because we can talk about that in the conclusion. Oh, okay. I could read your mind. I know you're good. <laughs> we're tweens. Yeah. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, modeling. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what are some ways that we can well, model? But there, there are ways. It seems like it's very lazy and we're letting things go, but sure. we're actually working really fucking hard. And one way to be doing that and building this trust is after we've done all these other things through respect and connect and innovate, we can just model the shit out of this toothbrushing. Mm-hmm. That we have so much power in our modeling. Our kids mm-hmm. want to be like us. They want to do stuff like us. So brushing our own teeth and talking about how good it feels to have a fresh mouth, mm-hmm. kissing our partner and being like, Ooh, did you brush your teeth? Ooh, I can taste mm-hmm. the minty. Or even just sitting next to your kid and making a comment like, Oh my gosh, when they did brush their teeth, mm-hmm. instead of like high fives, good job, but making a, building a bit better context <clears throat> to describe mm-hmm. and be like, can I smell your breath again? Oh, it smells amazing. Mm-hmm. Back to the book, you know, right. whatever. Yeah. But b- building a context around when it does go really well, mm-hmm. and and then when it hasn't gone well, sometimes I'll be like, oh, I forgot to to brush my teeth this morning. I just feel weird. Yeah. There's just like I feel like Can there's you something smell in my there. Breath. Yeah. So we're not like body shaming them or ourselves necessarily, but we're describing, we're building a narrative. We're storytelling. This one time I went to the dentist and I've been brushing and working so hard on my brushing Mm -hmm. and I got a pink teddy bear and it was so exciting. And you're not manipulating, you're modeling, you're you're influencing. And this last step with trust and modeling is another form of of not controlling. We're using influence over control. Mm-hmm. And it's just one more way that we're building skills and awareness and our connection with our kid in a way that's respectful instead of having to resort to these control things. Yeah. Which are so and I, easy. I think it's important too to just think of this as like a big a big game and have this big picture view of what this thing is and having people in your life like a sibling, like a partner, like a friend that you can talk to about it being yeah. like the toothbrushing thing. Here's what happened today to yeah. celebrate the successes when they did, or when you pulled out yeah. something cool and when you're innovating and like, and find, it worked. Find things to laugh about or about the it. funny thing when it yeah. really didn't work and it went really sideways and you like the funny things, but like just having that big picture view of like, here's where we are today. Here's how it went today. And tomorrow's going to be fresh and tomorrow we're going to come at it we're again gonna start over. and we're going to start over. And I think it's so much of this trust step too. this last step is giving grace to ourselves and our kids, mm-hmm. not just in the, like the, the long game and this trust in the process of development to get a real value and deeper meaning of this habit that we want to instill, but also giving grace to ourselves that when, like, as you said, things don't go that great or when we end that up doing, be because of using us. some controlling things yeah. or yelling or feeling frustrated, which is so understandable that we can, we, there's a fresh toothbrush tomorrow. We don't and have we, to do, we don't have to do it again and we can repair about mm-hmm. it. You know, yeah. like we can be like, when I said that you were never going to have a cupcake again because you didn't brush your teeth, I didn't really mean that. Yeah, I felt frustrated. Yeah, I was feeling but frustrated. But part of that trust up is circling back and coming back and saying, this is what was going on. How did you feel about it? What did we... It's kind yeah. of debriefing and trusting in the whole process that was there and trusting in the future, too. And, yeah. I feel like we're just... And it just cycles back now. to the respect, though, of like right. bringing them in the, in, into in the, the conversation, loop. into the loop, and, and starting it, just, it over. It just keeps going. Yeah. So... <sighs> okay. So big picture stuff. Anything else? Well, we, well, you know, we're going for intrinsic yeah. motivation over at extrinsic. So what we want to we want to build this really important hygiene value with our kids. That authentically, is the most, that is the most yeah. important thing to us is that they yeah. want to brush their teeth and want to be clean as adults. And that right? may take 
a year longer or a month longer or whatever. Who knows? May take or a little longer. Eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, if doing it this way instead of being like they will brush it themselves or I will brush it for them. That is a total option. But think of what we're missing when we give them that ultimatum and use control in that way. We're missing the respect where they get the feeling of being a part of a family and having a voice and a will that can be heard. Not necessarily always agreed upon, but heard. And they're missing the connect step where we're getting to fill a bond and they can be heard again and loved and where they want to listen to us and work mm-hmm. together, leading to the innovative step where we're building this collaborative partnership with, with our kids. And having fun. And having Love fun it. and getting creative and learning that mm-hmm. anything we can move through together and get to the other side of. And then that feeling of trust that it's all going to be okay. I know that these processes are safe, that these feelings are safe, that this you is know, all a process all, with trusting yeah. in the long game through all of right. it. Yeah, and one last thing, because I'm not sure we touched on it really enough, but these are all, like, all this, all these hygiene things, um, and to a degree, eating things and bedtime things and diaper and pooping things, these are all very sensitive things that we need to be approaching with, with the utmost consideration and respect, because this is not something, this this is their body. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's something about their body, and... So we just need to be really careful and thoughtful. This is why we can talk for an hour about fucking toothbrushing mm-hmm. because it's it more really matters to it's us. About it's about consent. Really big deal. It's about like, you know, really humanizing our yeah. kids and setting them up for the future to be able to be human with other people. Not just, not just to have the yeah. skills to stay clean, but to be able to extend the respect that they were given to everyone in their life, yeah. to treat other people's bodies with respect and you know. Yeah. But the idea here, hopefully what we've been able to inspire is that we can get a win-win with something like this. And the win-win is that we're moving through this collaborative process together. It the, is the, not the win has, the win on either side is not dependent on whether a toothbrush was in a mouth at all. Not to that, us. not to us. The, yeah. the win-win is that we are both learning, we're both processing, we're both gaining that deeper meaning and value, as well as the habit, as well as the, the general health. Yeah, but it takes a little redefining of success yeah. to, to make that happen. Yeah, we're interested in mm. what your thoughts are about this. What kind of cool innovation cool um, tricks, ideas have you used with, um, with your kids? And not just in toothbrushing, not just with a two-year-old, but older kids. Or not mm. with, you know, in another arena of hygiene or um, general cooperation. Um, I guess yeah. that's it. Yeah. I think that's it. This was fun, you this guys. Was really fun. Cheers. We hope Cheers. you have a wonderful anything weekend. Else? Um, is there anything keep else? sending your DMs. Yeah. Um, these are really with, fun. With these things, we'll do um, a couple of these episodes in a row before we do a, kind of more of a power of like big idea kind of thing or mm-hmm. a single skill build. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, but I think that's it. We love you. Love Thank you. you. Thank We're you. We're all growing up together. That was fun. That's fun. But we did have a few more things to add for each of the four powers, right? Yeah, one thing for each one I think we sort of spaced on. Okay, so let's start with respect. Okay, go. We were talking about ways that we can, you know, respectfully involve our kids, communicate with them about the limits and boundaries, our ideas around toothbrushing. Um, And another thing to do is thinking ahead, thinking proactively, which is really important. Um, What about skipping dessert? Or just minimizing sweet things. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, a lot of things can cause cavities, any food. But from what we've heard with dentists say, you know, fewer desserts, fewer sweets, fewer juices, um, lower risk of cavities. Yeah. So maybe that yeah. might just kind of take the pressure off of the must feeling around getting your kids 
teeth brushed if they haven't been indulging in a lot of stuff that could contribute to that. Yeah, so just an idea on that. Um, also, innovate um, that step. Oh, we we're going to do it backwards. Kind of backwards. Do you want to go to the next one? Let's go connect. Sure, let's do the connect okay. one. Okay, there's one more there. So we talk <clears throat> about connecting is hearing, listening, being receptive, um, caring about understanding our kids. But another way we can connect at the end of that is with information. So we talked about that, you know, the needing to, you know, move them into the bathroom, why we need to do this toothbrushing thing. And you and I were talking, Kel, about how we do use not m- minor fear tactics, but we do communicate and connect with them with information as in, you know, if the food sits in your teeth overnight, um, you know, it can become a cavity, which it can it can get infected in the tooth. And then we have to go to the dentist and sometimes that can be uncomfortable and hurt. So I really want to help you get into the bathroom so that we can get that food out and your teeth can feel good. You know, giving them some backstory beforehand in the respect step, but also in the moment, sometimes they need that reminder of the why. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a big reason why, not just because I said so, but because it could really hurt your teeth. Yeah. And that's real. That's not a fear tactic. No, that's you it's know. totally real. And as long said, as we, we said with it, love. Yeah. yeah. As long as we say it not in a warning, fear tactic y way, for sure. Yeah. What's the next one? Innovate. <clears throat> Innovate. There was one that we forgot, which was facing the mirror with your kid while mm-hmm. brushing teeth. Right. That goes so, a long way. Yeah. That, that's been something that we found to be really helpful and read. And also. that's probably why it is really helpful even just brushing your teeth with your child because they can see you doing it as they're doing it. Mm-hmm. So in the mirror they have, they can be looking at you, they can be looking at themselves. It just creates like a, a second level engagement um, and way to view it. Yeah, sort when you of. think about toothbrushing, it's really weird to be, how can you know what you're doing when you're not seeing it? So making sure you have a good mirror or moving to brush teeth to a better mirror or having a cool hand mirror that they love and puff paint it or whatever, whatever. that they get to pull out for toothbrushing. So yeah. one more innovate idea, yeah. And then last one. Trust. Yeah. We talked about modeling. We talked about influence uh, being so powerful Um, after we've gone through those other steps of respect and connect and innovate. And part of that trusting and part of that uh, behind the scenes building that we're doing is modeling the shit out of brushing our teeth. And part of that that we were talking about and forgot to mention was building that influence with other people. So the Mm -hmm. cousin that they love, making sure that the cousin brushes her teeth at your house once with your kid or that you, you know, um, get a book that's really great. Or I remember when when your daughter was struggling uh, putting lotion on at night because Mm -hmm. she had a little eczema, we my brother-in-law had it too. So he would send a picture of himself putting lotion on his elbows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like this all like again, sounds like a lot of work, but these are these baby steps that really do and can make a big difference in, um, in building their, their deeper value and meaning and understanding and their habits in brushing their teeth. And that kind of keep you, keep you on respectful footing and not having to control, Agreed. which does not always feel very good. Yeah. I think that's it, right? Yeah. I think that's it. Okay. Head over to our website at upbringing.co or YouTube where you can watch the awkward twin talk that you just heard. So a final farewell for the kids? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Our affirmation to you. You are doing an amazing job. We are so proud of you. We're right here with you, taking steps to better understand ourselves, our kids, and one another. Thanks for being here. We're all growing up together. Till next time.